And now, back to Voltron, defender of the universe. Welcome, Voltron fans. This is Mark Morell, your host for Let's Voltron, the official Voltron podcast now for eight years. It's our eighth anniversary right. celebration. We brought the Voltcon force. <laughs> so say hi to everybody, Greg. Hello, everybody. Holy moly, what a lot of cool people. I feel like we've seen these folks pretty recently. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. What was that thing you called? VoltCon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we did this back in October, and it was just before Halloween, and now we're mm -hmm. in December. So how did everybody's November go? <laughs> Pretty good. Really good. 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 <laughs> Very good. So let's make sure we get uh, introductions underway here. Okay. So joining us once again on your top left, I think, is Tara. Say hi, everybody, hi. Tara. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hello, top left. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is the same on everybody else's screen or not, but uh, on the top right, I have Eric. Hello. It's like Hollywood hi, Squares. Eric. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody? It, it is like Hollywood Squares. We almost, we almost had it perfectly with Paul Lind right in the middle there. Yeah. But uh, right to the bottom left uh, left of Greg on my side is Danny. Welcome, Danny. Hello, Hello. Hello Danny. <laughs> Hello. And then, of course, we have Greg in the middle. Howdy. Hey, Greg. <laughs> And then to Greg's right, then we have Pete. Say hi, Pete. Hi, how's it hey, going? Pete. Good to be back with you all. And then coming down to the bottom row, we've got on the left, we have Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Kyle. And then on the right, we have Shannon. Welcome back, Shannon. Glad to be back. Hi, everybody. Hi, Shannon. Hi. It's good to see all of you. So Likewise. this is the VoltCon force. <laughs> so all of us hung out together at VoltCon and we had a great time. And some of you guys helped out with uh, some, some panels or some trivia. Yep. yep. <laughs> so uh, Danny and Tara ran the trivia contest. That went pretty well. Yes, it, it did. did. Yep. Especially with uh, Mark's table having won. <laughs> Yay. Not that I'm still thinking about it. No. Oh, come on. It's been almost two months. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. You you guys asked yeah. some really, really good questions. Yeah, Danny really helped out a lot because she, she came up with some of the doozies and, and we hope on having some better ones for next year. Yeah, I yeah. want to lodge a complaint about that too because somebody keep scheduling a panel with the same time as her, her trivia. We, we, yeah, we yeah. talked to we talked to Kevin about that, and we told him we want out of the atrium, we want into the big room, and yeah. not yeah. to put us at the same time as a panel, so we can get more people yeah. involved. Yeah, fun. yeah. The first year, uh, it was in the main room, right? Yeah, yeah it was in the main room. Yeah, and and the last two years, it's just been in the atrium. So yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to get it back to center stage status. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree. 
so yes, the the uh, official complaint has been lodged with the head of the convention, and uh, I have told him that I will be taking proper channels and uh, defuncting his Voltron card if he doesn't do our bidding. Uh oh, mm-hmm. that that sounds serious. Yeah, you never will be on Terry's radar after sure. <laughs> oh, I'm not that bad. Come on now, just because I yeah. you know know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. But anyway, you can you can borrow this if you want. Sweet. Sweet. We're not talking about slicing limbs here, are we? Oh no, no. No, you know. Different blazing sword than I usually see on this podcast. Yes, that's true. There it is. Oh that Eric's got a sword. Wow. That's not a sword. That's a sword. Yeah. (laughs) Eric's Eric's sword beats all of our swords hands down. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, speaking just, of just in the light of the room. Speaking of which, I wanted to mention Eric, you did a lot of stuff for a lot of people at Volcon. Yes. And yeah. one of the things that you did was a special shield and sword in honor of Ted Coppler. Yes. And you had everybody sign the shield. Yes, I was uh I wanted to do that because so you know that it, it's not anybody's con it's everybody's con so having having a you know when you when you do that like you know had volcon had sent out the message about writing an email you know expressing your sorrows or, or condolences or whatever i am terrible at things like that i can never think of the words i tried i tried to do that five or six times so what i like to do is i just like to put how i feel in things i make so I thought, what better tribute for a guy that created that brought Voltron to the United States than to make uh, the shield, the crest, and the sword? Because the sword, the sword, the way it was setting was kind of representing of uh, sticking it in the ground for a fallen fallen soldier. So that that seemed the best thing to do. That was awesome. It was great. It it reminded me of the episode where we lost Sven. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was it was tough up there when when Bob was there. Uh, we were standing beside each other. It's just like you know we you, you looked at each other and you know you're trying to you know stay man up and keep it together, but you you don't know what to say. But at the same time, you're trying to say something. So we just shook hands and kind of turned around. <laughs> that was about <laughs> the end of that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was presented to him right right before his panel where he was doing the uh, 10th anniversary of Voltron Force. And he also had some words that he wanted to say about his dad, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you not only did that for, for, for Bob and, and for in honor of Ted, but you also made a lot of other things. And one thing I wanted to say thank you for was this special Volcom let me go grab mine. <laughs> mine has the blue light. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because you got really lucky on yours, Mark. It was uh, because Keith's was technically what I what I found on Wikipedia is it's, it's supposed to be light blue. Right. And all I could find was white because they only had one color of blue. Yeah, Pete's mm. got his. Um, but I got really lucky because that came out instead of white, it came out as a light blue. So I got got completely lucky with that, and then yeah, Greg's. I I think Greg's probably turned out the most that I like the most with that yellow because I really I think it really pops. The yellow fellow, yes, thank yeah. you again for that. 
So That's I want kind of to thank you because that was a huge surprise to both Greg and I. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was I was thinking what to do for the tenth anniversary of, of Voltron Force, and you know I didn't have time to make a, a multi-stage Voltron and that can do a center center switch anytime it wanted to. So I thought, hey, the Voltcoms were pretty good, and I actually Greg even got into it because I sent him a message about asking him if he had any details on a Volcom so I could so he actually knew I was making one long before anybody else did <laughs> and uh, I thought well you know if it's going to be some fun and the 10th anniversary and you guys are doing so much good about spreading Voltron's word why not just make you guys one and then that's where it came from and I made five others one for each color and, and we auctioned those off for the charity and made a little bit of money on them so that helped out. And that I was, was lucky cool. enough to get two in the auction. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I wonder who won those auction items. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Andrew got the yellow one. He saw he saw the yellow one that I made, and he 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 jumped on it. He's like, I'm not, I don't care how much I'm, I have to pay. I'm I'm going to get the yellow one. So I'm not sure who got the other two. I uh, that, that was Pete. Yeah, Pete got two, but there was well, there were there were five, one. right? Yeah, in the there were five total, and I I did not see who got the other one, or oh, the other okay. two, but it was she she bought uh, the same she bought two because Pete you got green and white, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so that would be uh, uh, red and yellow that or red and uh, blue. So. Okay. All right. So what were some of the things that you guys brought back from VoltCon? Do you, have, do you happen uh, to have I, any of them with you? Uh, yeah, I've got the, hang on, let me sec, second here. I think one of my favorite things that I got at VoltCon was in the, uh, the VIP bags, the, uh, oh. the Kaltenecker. And <laughs> I got mine signed by Benjamin Kaltenecker. That is so oh, sweet. That is nice. so cool. I've I've got a Kaltenecker too, and I've got them on this, the the uh, uh, skateboards that, that Voltron or the Vol Voltron store was giving away. So cool. I just got them sitting on top of that. Oh but yeah, this was my this was my big one here. I finally uh -huh. got the, oh, finally got the uh, yeah. vehicle. Oh I've, yes, I've never had one. Yep, never I never had one in my life, so I thought I'm I'm gonna get one. I've always had the always had the lion force i've got four of those right now but i never never had a vulture never had a, a vehicle so wow. i had to get that uh quite of course quite a few shirts but uh then tons of pictures and memories yeah which indeed can't put a price on those that is true and Came back with the skateboard yeah oh, very oh. nice nice yeah. Yeah, I got I the five get... lions set of the skateboards. Cannot yeah. wait to get those up on the wall. Cool. You have so much wall space there, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I got a uh, a bag to uh, put over my head sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny, Pete. You were sitting there looking at those skateboards thinking, man, those are really cool. Maybe I should get one or two. And I turn around, I come back five minutes later. Next thing I know, you got five in your hand. Oh, wow. Self-control much. 
Well, I figured, you know, we get to have a table of the Voltron store itself. They usually do a discount at VoltCon and not having to pay shipping on those, you know, I think it was like they only had one left of the Black Lion. So I figured I always thought it was so cool how they looked when they were all together. Yeah. I'm going to put it over a doorway so I can see it uh, when I'm going in and out of the house. Yeah, they look cool for sure. I, I have to say, Tiffany was in a very good mood this year. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah, she really was. I got a great picture of her holding my sword, too. It's a, like she was everything she could do. It was that sword's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's, got, some, it's got a little girth to it. <laughs> I know it's funny, um, with it being an election year and everything, my election day photo was uh, me holding your the the blazing sword you made then with just my campaign logo under it so <laughs> vote for me or else <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have one actually, actually really good thing that happened after um, oh what's that Jer jeremy Carey uh saw the volcoms that i made and he really really liked it he, he actually asked me if i got the plans for him or not and i said <laughs> no i just had to do it off of pictures and, and that was that was it. So he, he really liked them. And, and Bob, Bob loved them too. He, he, I got to talk to him about it. He really, he really enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've got to have a soft spot for that show since they actually worked on it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Say, cool. Yeah. And since they were really working towards getting Voltcoms out as a toy at the time yep. and it just never happened. Yeah. It, it was always great for me because it, you know, I was, I was really nervous the first time I walked in with the Voltron and, you know, I'm walking into a convention where this is what everybody, you know, this, everybody knows every detail of this thing. And when you first, when I first walked in, I was terrified of it because I'm going to get picked apart here. There's going to be all oh, this is, this is off or this is off. And I was, I was so happy with how everybody, you know, loved it and welcomed it. It just made me feel really good. And it, it's always really nice that even when you see the, the president of the company, sees sees it and appreciates it and and just as one one regular guy tell you know he comes up and talks to you like like no no problem that always means a lot to you too oh yeah yeah bob's good i remember when you first walked in at uh the first volcon and i think all our jaws just dropped and i started like snapping pictures i thought that was i thought uh like mark oliver's was the most amazing thing and then yours comes in and then when we found out that it actually could you could take it apart and it could become the lions yeah just it's amazing every everybody was like you know they'll see like wow it's voltron and then you're like yeah it comes apart what it comes apart like, yeah, yeah it, does, it does that so <laughs> that, that gives you a little extra little extra bonus points on it oh yeah yeah i remember uh seeing uh do you guys remember voltron girl one of the yeah. the the tiny well, girl that had mm -hmm. like, really great you know costume for voltron whatever happened to her um she I'm, probably grew up yeah <laughs> probably no, obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's just a memento right now yeah that that was actually what i was comparing mine against it was it was like man this, this is some big shoes to fill just right here right so you know to even to even be you know as have even come close to anything like that I, I, i'm blown away with 
and everybody likes it. And what was really cool about Voltron Force is they actually had a, a small snippet of Voltron mm -hmm. Girl in Drayden Baby Drayden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was yeah, really so, cool. Yeah. I mean, you get immortalized in cartoon now, but what else can you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would have never found out about uh, Voltron Force because I had been watching the new Netflix one. And then it was only through listening to this podcast that I went back and learned about that. And then I had to, you know, order it. I think I had it shipped from Australia to get the DVDs. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I do remember when it came out. I, I'd seen a few episodes. I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't get to watch them all because it was. It seemed like it was released sporadically, never, never at the same time. So I could never pin down when it was watching. But it's, it might be on iTunes still. I don't know if you can find it there. That's where I had. It's, I it's, had. Yeah. It's gotten it's mine. It's no longer iTunes. Yeah, it's no longer no. on iTunes because um, I purchased uh, the seasons one through three, kind of, um, mm -hmm. for Voltron Force. And mm -hmm. um, when I went to try and download season two, it was inaccessible, even though I have a purchase for it. Check. Um, so, do you have an iPhone? Uh, yeah, I have an Check. iPad and everything. And I, okay. I've checked. I checked. So, even on, yeah, it's well, no longer offered. Even if you look, purchased it, you no longer have access look, to it. Look in the Apple TV app. That's why I ended up finding mine. Yeah, I've already checked. It's really? no longer there. Like, I huh. have no access to it. Wow. And plus, the Apple account that I had that had purchased it no longer huh. exists. They, oh, they, that's probably they why. literally deleted my profile. Wow. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of mad because I no longer oh. have what access to what I purchased. So, you know. That's Physical media, baby. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's what I want. Um. So yeah, so I'm and one of many reasons why I don't like Apple. Well, maybe we <laughs> gotta keep pushing Bob, and they'll re-release it. I yeah. know. Yeah. Please, I want, I want, I want Voltron. I want Voltron 3D first, because yeah. you know that's that's something that I've been waiting for for almost now 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can we get Voltron's third dimension? I have it on VCD for crying out loud. I <sighs> would like a higher quality right. version. Yeah. Um, to, to have as my collection as part of my collection yeah and then maybe uh <laughs> the last two seasons of uh vld wouldn't be bad uh, either yeah no VLD. doubt yeah. yeah yes let's just binge <laughs> release everything voltron and then... yes yes yeah. and we need more spendless like t-shirts we yes. need we need what what we need to do is convince them the powers that be to do what they did for Power Rangers was release a of like a Voltron head with all the DVDs in it of everything from Blind Force to Vehicle Force to second season, you know, with Lita Doom and then Voltron 3D, Voltron Force and VLD all in one collection. Yeah. I've been wanting an omnibus Just, you know, like that for like a that. very, very long time. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I would I would totally drop money on something like that if it comes in like a Voltron head or, or in a lion or something. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Maybe Eric could design a sword that holds all of them. Ooh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. When you fling it, it shoots the DVDs out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're but talking yeah, something, about something like how Power Rangers did it. Yeah, we're talking about robots that would deliver the the DVD to your player and and start playing it for you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you could lion head attack and take care of four of them at one time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, there you, and go. you can use Alexa as voice control to say, Alexa, tell the robot to get me the so and so DVD for Voltron. Huh. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I know it's been nice Sorry, for the world production. With world events production, putting more and more of the videos on uh, YouTube through their own channel has been nice too. Yeah. 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 I've been I've been yeah. catching up and re rewatching the episodes on their YouTube channel. And you guys have seen Voltron.com, right? So yeah. with the, yeah. the, new, yes. the new design now, the after you get done scrolling down, you can swipe from left to right and go through all the different versions of Voltron and yeah. then find some of the at least a sampling of the of the episodes from each one. That's cool. Yeah, really well done. So let's see. Uh, I, I'm seeing here among you know we had uh, uh, Tara and Danny doing the trivia contest. Eric yeah. works, and of course uh, conducting some panels. And Shannon helped uh, Mark and me with with a couple panels. How was that experience, Shannon? That experience for me was absolutely amazing i had not gotten up in front of any audiences for over two years before i came out and saw you folks and what and what those of you here with me that we were all voltcon don't know is that when dark blue was originally recorded i wasn't going so i things came together at mm, shall we say the last minute <laughs> and i had to tell mark at the 11th hour uh mark i need you to do some editing you know that whole discussion about me not making voltron making voltcon for a third year i need you to cut it out because i'm going <laughs> and so as that conversation progressed that's how i got invited as the guest not in the program on your panels and i thank you for going that extra mile for me i can't the, there are not words yeah we had to we had to <laughs> make a trade and there was some cash involved but you were the player to be named later <laughs> yes. but, to, but to meet everybody um that that was the best part i know you asked me about the panels but to get to know that it's i mean i've, I've seen groups of people like i've met danny before at wondercon you know just a few people here a few people there but to see everybody with the same passion in the same place. There are not enough thank yous. <laughs> well, we are so glad you were able to come yes. out and enjoy yeah. the con and uh, and help us out with the panels that you did. That was great. And again, I, I thank you both for doing that. And particularly, I don't know if there's a, an order you want to take this in, but particularly asking me on the uh, Vehicle Voltron panel, Greg, since that's not the wheelhouse I'm normally known for. It got me to think a lot more about the series. Granted, I had, what, three weeks to prep with you, so I had to, like, re-binge and, and re-examine it, too, which was helpful when certain people from the audience, like you, Eric, asked me specific questions. I could be right on top of it. And... Uh, one thing it hadn't gotten me thinking about was why was I not as much into it originally? And as I said on the panel, it's because my dad had been in the Navy. He just gotten out after 24 years of service, of which I was alive for the last 12, last half of it. And it was kind of like, I don't want more of that. But obviously that wore off by a year because I was totally into Robotech. But of course, by that time, Vehicle Voltron had moved on. So yeah. 
Um, it, the whole thing in so many different ways has been a great amount of rediscovery. Good. Watching the panels makes me go back and like rethink and want to watch some of that stuff over again because I'd forgotten about it or I can't believe I missed a trivia question on something. <laughs> so between the panels and the trivia, I've gone back and watched a yeah. lot of uh, select episodes. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, Tara and Danny, for, for asking all those <laughs> trivia questions. Because now I got to go back and try to up my game for, for going up against Greg again. Yes. <laughs> Certainly Greg, made me realize I, where I was rusty. And there were some areas. And, and what was nice about helping Tara with the trivia questions is there's, I got to rewatch a lot of the episodes that I forgot about. I mean, I'm a huge Lion Force fan. I, I love Lion Force, but I had to re-familiarize my, myself with Yoko Voltron because unfortunately it's not one of my favorite but after watching it now that I'm older I kind of like vehicle Voltron a lot now because I would say it was more geared for maybe the teenager to adults than it was what Lion Force was and I started to enjoy what vehicle force offered so I was looking for things in vehicle force that would even out the questions because you know we tend to be more lion force focused because that's the series that got more attention more fans and without vehicle voltron you know we're missing the second half of an amazing series that pretty much got all us all into it in the first place so i wanted to focus on getting a lot of the vehicle force uh, questions in there and i knew greg was going to be on top of it because he's such a fan um but I, I, I did stump him on a lot of stuff, so that's a good thing. But yeah, I think prompts people to go and rewatch these series. I'm glad it did because um, that's what I want. I want people to go back and notice these things that I started noticing and, you know, I made questions about because this is, this is little things that you might have missed when you watched it 20 some odd years ago or when the last time you guys watched it. Um, and I, I heard that in some markets, you didn't even get the Voltron Force. You only had Lion Force, and that was the only one that was reran. So, so you know, if you are able to get a hold of the Vehicle Force episodes, please watch it. It's really, really good. I know it's a hard start in the first couple of episodes because they just jump right into it. But once you get into it, it's a really good series. Um, it's, I would say it would be on par with the um, drama of what Robotech was the you know macross series yeah yeah it definitely has its head scratcher moments where like continuity yeah. what but uh, yeah <laughs> but i will tell you yeah. it is less frustrating to watch so i love robotech big time but yeah. there are times where even with macross it's like rick get a clue buddy yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know i don't have any of those moments with vehicle voltron so that's a plus yeah yeah <laughs> and it'd be great to get the new fans into it based on um you know i think it's yeah. there are no spoilers out there at this point for any of the series yeah but with the easter eggs that they included at the end of legendary defender yeah you know yeah. having the you know what the ruggers that became the feet shown in the background and other things and mm -hmm. you know i was just so excited when i saw that part i was hoping you know that they would do something with it but even just getting kids into or you know young adults into the original vehicle series i think would be good at this point and i think we're starting to see a lot more comments um with the gx88 coming out 
And I think people yeah. are starting to realize that Vehicle Voltron's a really good series. It, you know, you get a lot of comparisons with Star Trek with it. Maybe it just had too much continuity or too much of a storyline back in the day. I loved them both. Yeah. But to me, you know, if you had big robots from, you know, Lion Force, Dirugger, Robotech, you know, I just kept going with it. And yeah, I'm so glad that I rediscovered it now in time to, you know, to have made the first Volcon. I have to wonder about, you know, if, if it wasn't named Voltron, like if they would have named the vehicle Vol vehicle Voltron something else instead of just saying Voltron, would have had a better fanfare because, you know, the Lion Force was on TV, and that's I mean that's the first one I remember seeing was Lion Force, mm -hmm. and and when you go to Vol the vehicle Voltron, it's like all of a sudden Lion Force is open it over, and then you go to see the vehicle Voltron, and you're like, wait a minute, this is Voltron, this isn't Voltron the lions were voltron this is this is cool but this isn't voltron and then you know that's when you're 14 or or so and you're just kind of like wait a minute that's different and then you start watching and you're like okay i get into this this is all right um I, I, I really almost think it was doomed to fail from the start because of the just like it but totally different nature of the show yeah. i mean yeah. the opening i think playing that split screen during the presentation when we did with the lion opener and the vehicle opener showing, look, they're almost the same. And yet, look, they're almost totally different. Right. It's, it's, uh -huh. it's weird. It's like Twilight Zone. If you've all you've watched yeah. is one of them, and uh -huh. then you see the first in, the intro to the, the neck, the other, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's what I my thoughts when you when you guys showed that presentation, the side by side, I was just like, how did they even get away with this? It was like <laughs> similar but different. I feel like my question would be if you whipped up anybody like ordinary Joe in the street that's heard of Voltron, if you say picture Voltron, what what would that picture come up as? Would it be the lions or the vehicles? The lions. <laughs> yeah, it would be for me. First one, it's the first one I think of is the lions. Yeah, lions. Yeah. Even in all the pop culture, whenever it's referenced, they always show the lion version. It's always Lion Force Voltron. Um, it I guess it's more iconic and unfortunately with vehicle Voltron it was also competing against Transformers which is all vehicles and you are they were already coming out with their vehicle um, uh, combination sets like construct uh, the Constructicons with their Devastator Combaticons you know so it's like oh it's just vehicles who cares we we have Transformers we have GoBots we have Robotech it's nothing new so it's not vehicle Voltron. I mean, even the look of vehicle Voltron isn't as iconic as the Lion Force Voltron. Because I mean, you have a lion, you have lion mouths, you have lion no. feet. So it's, it's yeah. It, I guess because you know people are familiar with this one, or in their market, this is the only series they showed was Lion Force. They never saw vehicle Force. They were never introduced to it. So. We, I can see where a lot of people might not recognize vehicle Voltron first, but I'm hoping that um, with the yeah the GX88, the um, um, the trivia questions, the I mean the con itself, they're going to go back and revisit the series and see that it's it's an actually good it's an actual good series to watch, especially um, to, with the Voltron theme. Well, it's not just the GX88. <laughs> Um, you know, there's there's people out there, you know, playing with their 3D printers. Yes. 
What? <laughs> and they're actually making vehicle Voltrons. Oh, it's yeah. done. It's done. But, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. So I, I wasn't able to uh, put it on display as I had back in uh, at Volcon 2019. Mm -hmm. The uh, the custom Panache play style uh, vehicle team Voltron. There was no dedicated spot for it. Um, uh, in 2019, Mark and I had a, a table in the main room where we could, uh, you know, stand and guard the base. <laughs> but with our table in the dealer room, I, I didn't feel comfortable leaving it out there unattended for long stretches of time. But uh, some folks did get uh, did get a sneak peek at it uh, during the con. So uh, uh, a few people, uh, three or four of you, I believe, uh, actually uh, got, yeah. to, got to get a glimpse. Yeah, I think we're all I think yeah. we're all here right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had I have some pictures of it somewhere on my phone. Yep, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes, That's thank like, you for that. So if, if you'd like to catch oh. the whole panel, you know, the vehicle Voltron panel, uh, we have all three of the panels that we did at VoltCon available on our YouTube channel for Let's Voltron. So for the yeah, people who are just seeing this for the first time and saying, hey, where can I see those panels? Just go to our YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, so we did the the Voltron voice actors panel. Yes, Voltron uh, voice the, actors. Yeah, the, the, the vehicle Voltron panel that we've been talking about, and then uh, the interview with Benjamin Kultanek. Yes. Actually, while you guys are talking about the panels, uh, I think we should talk about how we, the three of us, last minute handled the tribute to Jack Angel, because we, we pretty much oh. had that, you should say the two of you had that down to the wire. And I'm, and I'm texting you as I'm like, out at the pharmacy like this just came down the line what are you guys going to do and that's partially how i got in, onto this panel but how did since i wasn't involved in how the choice was made how did you guys work on that to to make that shift okay well jack angel was already part of the voltron voice actors you know he mm -hmm. was already part of that so when we got to his part of the, the presentation I just wanted to bring back one of those things that we had done previously when he was on the podcast and we had made a, a video, you know, that we had on our YouTube channel for quite a while. But uh, I wanted to, to say, you know, this is, this is what he was able to do even way later, you know, in life. And he, he sounded just like he was stepping into the shoes of Zarkon again. It was amazing. And then he did that Honda, uh, Happy Honda Days commercial. Yeah. And yeah. that was the last time he ever played Zarkon. Again, I just, I wanted to say that I appreciated the way that you, you've worked that together at the last minute. And as you pointed out, the, the panel in its entirety, including what you talked about, is available on YouTube. So if anyone hasn't seen that, you should. Yep. So Actually, go to Volcon. It'd be a whole lot better. <laughs> too yeah <laughs> you have to experience it all together right yes yeah, it's like a concert it's always best to to hear your favorite bands yep. live yeah <laughs> yeah especially like the especially oh yeah we take the stage we all get our lighters out you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny watching the panels um, my my one self criticism is I need to get up and walk around a little bit, which is difficult to do on a stage where you got tables and, and three people and and, yeah. and and two or three people or whatever. But uh, I don't know. 
some kind of you know maybe some captain kirk moves or something i don't know but but uh... i had the, i had the most fun with my panel on sunday which was unfortunately while tara and everybody was at the uh, the trivia contest but i got uh, patrick o'connor who's famously with the shakeups and the, mm-hmm. the co-con chair he actually was working with me uh and being my stage model for how i put together all my my cosplays of the the veritech and the voltron nice you know, enjoyed that it was a lot of fun i mean he he's he's a classic ham so it makes it all the more fun to to yeah, do and, of course, and and you know we had we had so much fun doing it. of course he was also dressed up as Koran while he was doing it so <laughs> when, he, when he did so he, so he's dressed up as voltron and he keeps his he keeps his face instead of putting the mask on and nice. we just call him Koran Koran so, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it was. Like, it was a it's lot like his dream came true from the show when he was trying to to be Red Lion. Remember? Right. Exactly. Huh? That's that's what it was. So yeah. But I mean, it's just that's how much fun we all have together. It's you know we 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 kind of almost totally improv that and be like, hey, you know, I was thinking about this for my panel. Would you want to step in and be my uh, my model? And he's like, sure. And I said, you know, since we're we're built so much alike. Uh, <laughs> and the only thing about that is about we're the same height that's about it so and, my, and you're both bipeds right yes yes i mean other than that <laughs> it was everything i could do to keep that costume on him it was hilarious yeah. <laughs> so what were some of your favorite moments uh other than panels uh at at vulcan getting to see everybody that didn't come last year gregory <laughs> and <laughs> and just and Danny oh, and Danny. it was, it was yeah. just good getting to see everybody. It was, you know, we were, we were missing. It felt like you were missing people. You know, you didn't. You, someone told me get to see everybody, and it was yeah. it was good to see yeah. everybody. You know, it's that it's that family reunion atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a family where we all get along. Um, and <laughs> you know, who knows what that's like? But you know, every year it seems like we get to know each other more and more and more, yeah. and we're all more comfortable yeah. with it. So it's not as awkward when you go up and, and shake somebody's hand or give them a hug. It's, it's like you're true friends now. Yes. And even with Facebook, you know, we're all connected and, and we're all talking to each other, but it's not the same as it is, as when you get to walk up and, and just like see Tara and get a big hug where she almost breaks your back. And, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, but that, but that's part of the fun. And then you get to, you just meet new people that show up like, yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to go here. This is my first time. And, you know, automatically they're part of the family. Yep. It's, it's just the intimacy of the whole show and the people and, and everything in and of itself. It's like, you don't have to mess around with crowds. You don't have to, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, and like you guys mentioned, you get, we get to, we get to see each other and, and hang out and talk and, and, um, you know, even, even the guests, um, like uh, Benjamin Kaltenecker and and Bob and and Caitlin and and um, uh, just Tiffany, yeah Tiffany and uh, just being able to talk to them and, and mm-hmm. you know hold conversations with I know some of the other cons where if you do have the opportunity to talk to some of the guests it's like it might be a few words or a few sentences or a couple of minutes but I mean you know if if they've got the time you can sit there and have whole you know half hour long conversations with some of these people and you get you know you get inside information you get intimate details yeah. that you know you're not yeah. going to hear anywhere else and didn't, didn't and you guys going to be a live movie yeah <laughs> and, and didn't you guys have like a late night conversation with Colton Ecker I missed it but didn't he come walking back into the atrium like with like 
I don't know, McDonald's or something, yeah. sat there talking to you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. And uh, what was great is he was also um, one of his friends, uh, Rocco, was one of the writers on yeah. VLD. Yeah. Right. Cool. He brought him along and he was just hanging out in the, uh, in the, uh, the, the near the ticket area for a while there. Yeah. He, I, I thought... he came down from Chicago. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah. Well, well we got I to like talk about... like so many inside things that it was just amazing. And like, yeah. you know, the, with Benjamin Kaltenecker, he shared so much about the work he's done, you yeah. know, beyond the panels, but just really talking yeah. to us just like, you know, everyday people. And mm-hmm. I remember back to the first year of Volcon, you know, with Franklin Kofod doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I think the atmosphere at Voltcon is like nothing else that I've seen at like conventions no. because, you know, everyone is just really there for, you know, loving Voltron. And I think the people yeah. who were involved in making it just really appreciate the fact that people want to talk to them about mm-hmm. it. And you can tell that they loved what they were doing. And I, yeah. I don't know, Danny, if you remember that first year when me, you and Mark went with Franklin Kofod actually to that Mexican restaurant we went to. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like it was after the con, and we're literally hanging off every word this man is telling us. Mm-hmm. It was like, if yeah. you would have told eight year old me back in 1984 that I'd be sitting at a table talking to the man that exactly. was pretty much responsible for our, our childhood, I yeah. would have told you, you know, yeah, you're crazy. But I, I mean, I know he, that feeling. Yeah. He was yeah, like literally. the sweetest man, and I was so upset he wasn't yes. coming this year because I was so looking forward to seeing him. And it was funny because I remember the first year with the, the trivia contest, my group won it. And he, I walked over to get his autograph and he's like, apologize to your mother for the corruption of your childhood. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never forget that. And it, he is just so cool. Well, he signed, he signed yeah. the back of my uh, Voltron head, the black lion. Oh, sweet. And yeah. he's like, he's like, you really want me to sign this? You know, he's like, isn't that going to def- mm-hmm. like deface the value or <laughs> like, like, no, no, I think, I think the value will be just quite intact. No problem. <laughs> uh, please just go ahead and sign the back, you know. <laughs> and it's almost like we should tell him to start calling this the Voltron family reunion instead, instead really. of the convention. Yeah. There you I mean, go. That's what it is. Well, know? that's like the, the great thing about it too, is, is the fact that, you know, everybody's talking about the conversations that you have. Mm-hmm. How many conversations can you have at a con with somebody and be able to hear each other? exactly true you know you you, do, you don't have that uh, you, you have to you have to be like right in their ear and trying to find a place to even talk alone yeah. where, without blocking the ways yeah, you, you almost have to leave a con or at least leave the main con areas yeah. to have a conversation yeah. with yes. people that you see at the con yeah <laughs> yeah like the anti-con yeah. for me it was it, it's great because you know i i come from a little island in the pacific you know i grew up there all my life and dreaming or even attending like con conventions and comic conventions was very foreign to me. Like the very first convention I ever attended was um, Anime Expo in its infancy, like 1991, like the beginning of Anime Expo before it was even called Anime Expo. And it was a small con at that time. And then um, the next convention after that was the first anime convention in Hawaii called Kauai Con. And that was a small convention, like no more than a thousand people attended. So it was still intimate. I got to I got to speak firsthand with the voice actors. Um, at that time it was uh, Michael Cinder Nicholas and Stephanie Shea, and we got to got along. I got to speak to them about the industry. Got to talk to them intimately about everything that they're working on, and 
you never get that kind of feeling at a big con. Like, I could never go to Anime Expo or San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con and get that kind of personal one-on-one with people who work in the industry. It's very rare that they'll be able to unless you schedule an interview appointment or something. You know, like, as a fan, there was there's no way I would be able to do that. But what's nice about like Volcon and these smaller cons is that you get that, you get that opportunity. You can pick people's brains. You can see what was their thinking. You can ask important questions that always was, um, in, you know, important to you. Like, you know, industry insiders that you probably would never have gotten if you went to a bigger con or you would have to wait till IGN or comic book resources reported on it for you. And you never, you'll never get like the true story from them because they're they're gonna they're not gonna be as open about it as if you were their personal, personal right. Personal and they're and they're media design. hype machines, right? I mean, they're not really yeah. interviewing as much as they are <laughs> hyping whatever yeah. you know projects they're 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 representing. But you know, you're not. They're not gonna ask the questions that you're asking. It's like, okay, how do I get in the industry? You're not gonna get that answer from you know these these media sources. But if you were able to ask, you know, Kalkenecker, hey, how do I get in? to do what I what you do you can get an actual answer from him and he was really open about providing that information to you it's like yeah this is what you need to do if you're interested in this I can point you to some resources and and that and this is the secret too it's that's what we call networking you need to get these people to know who you are where you met them and keep them on a hey you know this is a guy I can contact in the future if I have any questions and that's how you can get your foot into the industry. And a lot of people don't realize this is this is the type of places you want to go to. Volcom might be a small convention, but these are people that are working in the industry you might be interested in. Like if, yeah, if you want to want to go storytelling, if you want to, these guys work at Netflix, DreamWorks, um, yes. um, the Powerhouse Animation. They're all the ones that are behind stuff that you're seeing on TV and streaming and watching every day or even in the theaters right now. They're the ones that you want to talk to. And this is how you can get your foot in the door. You need to network. And yes, small cons might not be sound like, oh, it's not going to be fun. It's too small. I don't know that person. No, it's your, it's your way to get to talk to people intimately and talk to fans that have the same interests as you. This is how you get in. It was also... And- where where Colton Ecker was able to bring in a whole bunch of things from the office that yeah. he was able to share with us in a mm-hmm. one-on-one type of setting because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that if it was a big con, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, and no. No. All that artwork and all these these bags and everything and, and yeah. sweatshirts and stuff. I, I can't help but think when when Danny just mentioned about KawaiCon being about a thousand people, and she said it's still kind of a small con. I don't know about any of you guys, but if I couldn't help but picture Kevin Clark's face calling a thousand people being a small con, and he's he's overwhelmed with what Volcon is. And if you yeah. imagine what his face would be like, a thousand <laughs> yeah. people, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's funny enough and, as it and, is. And it, I know, and it's funny because the the first animation convention, KawaiCon, they didn't even expect a thousand people. They were only expecting a hundred or two hundred. That's it, and they got a thousand in their first their first year. So it's just it's just it, that's how I mean for for us that's how um, barren. You know, it's Hawaii. We're like, we got all the anime you wanted to watch on TV and the stuff that you not only see, like we had Dragon Ball, Dr. Slump, um, all the 
all the tokusatsu and sentai shows long before U.S. mainland got it as Power Rangers or seen it on Funimation or, you know, through everything. Like, I, I knew about Dragon Ball, like, five years before everybody on the U.S. mainland got it because we watched it on TV. It was broadcast on our te- television because we have such a huge Asian market in Hawaii. The first anime con, is, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to have a, huge, a lot of people interested in going because literally the only convention that would be accessible to anybody who lives in Hawaii is whatever was held in California and that we only had like three major animation anime conventions in California at the time, which was Anime Expo, Anime LA, and I believe San Diego Comic-Con when it was, it was still, you know, you don't have to buy and fight for tickets online. You could actually go up and buy tickets while at the convention. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So, you know, intimate cons. You, if you start small, you'll you'll be able to reach out to people that you might not have known. Like through KawaiCon, I got to know two voice actors um, very personally. I talked to them often online. So um, that that's how I got interest into uh, following a lot of voice actors online because it's it's an interesting job in my opinion. And um, got to meet producers and and also learned how conventions are actually started and run because I talked to the actual people who started conventions. So, you know, you got to move your way in. You got to find out from these people. They're the experts. Talk to them. They'll they'll share information with you. You just got to be willing to put your neck out and say, hey, I'm interested. What are you guys doing? Oh, you know, hey, how, well, how, what got you started in your industry or what, what got you interested in your job? How did you get started? You know, some of them were accidental, like, um, what's her name that played um, uh, Nova in Star Blazers? She was accidental casting. She was just a receptionist and they needed her and they, they cast her as Nova. Oh, wow. I mean, basically how she started and she's been doing, and she's been doing voice acting ever since. So, yeah. Danny, you had me at Hawaii, so. I mean, <laughs> uh, oh, there's a con in but Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they now they have now they have two anime conventions, so it, it grew. KawaiCon and um, a new one uh, um, that started, but that kind of uh, hurt by the COVID thing. So they're supposed to be uh, restarting all those conventions again in Hawaii soon, as soon as um, they get more control over the COVID situation. But yeah, con- conventions are returning. Um, I believe Anime LA is going to be this weekend, amazingly. So, and SCCC just had their special edition convention this past, this right. past week. So, um, and I, I talked to my friend about that, and he said it, it feels like San Diego Convention, uh, Comic Con, um, before, like probably ten years before we he ever attended. So it was very, so it was very Twilight. intimate. Yeah, yeah, before Twilight, before Twilight and Harry Potter. <laughs> I go back that far but you were talking yeah. about convention scale my very first convention yeah. was 25 years ago at San Diego Comic-Con and I've worked my way down and it's not been a bad thing yeah. <laughs> there you go Eric you're gonna have to get yourself invited to some of those as a special guest you know have them fly you in the co- the yeah. cosplay out 
Yeah, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll gladly appear anywhere for just fly me out there. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about that too. I was like, you know, flying to because California or out in uh, California somewhere, I can't remember where it's at, but they do have a Robotech convention every year, but it's like one day yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and, Sunday. and I'm like, I man, I can't even think about taking that Veritech out there with all the pieces that there are mm-hmm. being foam, it gets smashed all to pieces. But I would love I would love to do that. We're actually going to uh, Colossal Con in June. Um, mm. Amy and I are, and we're going to go with a friend of friend of ours. And so I'm taking everything I've got: the Veritech, the Voltron, even the space balls, and everything oh, cool. anything else I've got. And uh, so we're gonna. I'll probably roast being June. Um, can't wait to see how hot that thing gets. Mm. But. Eric, um, Eric, there's another one that's near me. It's called RetroCon, and and Greg has been there, so he can he can testify to this. You you fit in right in at, at RetroCon. Yes, okay. and um, oh gosh, I'm so I'm drawing a blank on her name. What one of the what, what's her name running? It was a, she run, helps run the con. Rose. She and her husband run the con. It's Rose, Rose and Tom. Yes, Rose. Yes. yes, she has a dark helmet costume which oh. is really really awesome oh, so, that would, uh, that would be good. Getting, getting the two of you together that would be really cool that would be hilarious because my brother my brother and i are going to ohio con in february and he's got his own uh made darth vader costume so oh, we're just gonna we're gonna do a universal crossover you went yeah. over my helmet yes so <laughs> we're gonna I, he's gonna he he's gonna do that and I'm going to do the Spaceballs character. So we're just going to see wow. how many laughs we can get out of it. I told him, I said, I'm actually looking forward to going to a con where I can actually sit down and be comfortable. So, I, you know. Yeah. yeah, that would be a nice change for you, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. Very, very nice. Although I did make Voltron so I could sit down. That's that's the That was the key. I couldn't do that with a Veritech. Well, but. It's funny you talk about taking Voltron to a um, bigger con. I remember when Mark uh, first brought out his, his uh, yeah. Voltron couple years ago and with me and tally and we literally did not make it down the center aisle of new york yeah. comic-con we i got facepalmed by a cop pushed me out of the way to get the picture with the robot oh and i'm looking I, i'm looking yeah. i'm like you take the blonde he's like i'm not the robot i'm like okay at least you got your priorities straight and, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it was so funny because people were like oh my god it's both but yeah i mean it, it would but then again, that's when New York was a little bit smaller and, and you're not doing a lottery to get tickets there anymore. But it, it, yeah. it would be fun. It's, it would be interesting at, uh, to see. At, at OhioCon 2020, right before the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, that's when I wore the Voltron there. And I actually entered into the cosplay contest. And I, I really didn't want to, but I thought, let's see how it goes up against. Because, I mean, there's some really, really good cosplayers yeah. at OhioCon. And I, I won a judges award and I was ecstatic. That's and it's right. actually taken on YouTube. And it's on YouTube where it's about, I don't know, two hours into it where I come out on the stage and my brother had to help me around back backstage. And I walk up the ramp and the guy introduces me and he's, you know, and I, and you, it goes from like a seven to 11 with the crowd. It was, it was just so energizing. Nice. You know, and I was like, Oh, this, this is fantastic. And my brother said, I only wish I, I heard the crowd, but I only wish I could have seen them. Yeah. Right, so I was yeah. up on the stage yeah. and got all the stage lights in my eyes and sunglasses. I couldn't see mm-hmm. the first two rows, but I didn't need to see anything because just that that roar of the crowd was was one of the best moments with that thing. 
that's cool. But well, the funny thing is, is uh, kind of like to Tara's uh, story. When I went in for judging for that, we took the pieces of the Voltron from my brother's room at the hotel from the convention center all the way to the other side is where we had to go. So I, I'm like, I'm not putting this thing on. I don't want it to get damaged and we're going to get stopped a lot. So I don't, you know, we'll just carry it over there. So we, we went, carried it. got some really cool looks from everybody. Like, oh, what's this thing going to be? Mm-hmm. And we set it up to about, I've told about 20 minutes right before my judging was going to be. Now, keep in mind, the from where we were to the doorway was probably about 40 feet. And as soon as I put the Voltron on, everybody started coming running. And mm-hmm. it, took me, it took me 15 minutes to go that 40 feet. Yeah. Wow. It was, just, it was I'm spinning around in circles because everybody wants their pictures taken. And this was off yeah. the beaten path. And I don't know um, if any of you have been to the Columbus Convention Center. Yeah. But... To go from one end of the center to the other, it takes a, it, you know, it's about maybe a, a 10 minute walk. It's, it's not much, but that's if you're just going slowly, you know, just having a nice, enjoyable walk. Uh, it took, with my brother and I and everybody stopping me, it took us about 50 minutes to walk from yep. one end to the other. Wow. It was, and then I found out because not only that, they were having a scavenger hunt the same time oh, and the one of the one of the uh, items was get your picture taken with a robot <laughs> there you go. So, so i was like wow okay this is pretty good but but the thing that made it the best was uh my brother's best friend was with us and he was carrying around a portable a rolling boom box with bluetooth player and he had on just on on cycle the voltron theme song ah, so, that's so right. i'm walking along <laughs> I'm walking along, got the theme song going on, and I'm like, I am a nerd badass. You know? Nice. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, I feel pretty good, you know. And, and uh, we, I have a friend of mine that made uh, some uh, the Voltron rings, like the like um, the kind from uh, Han Cholo. It was just oh, the 3D yeah. print. Mm-hmm. And every time we passed a Deadpool character, we gave him a ring. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, nice. it was, it was just hard, out of hard. the blue. You're like, "Hey, Deadpool, cool. Here's a ring." Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And we got pictures together. It, it was just—I mean, we hammed it up. It was great, so <laughs> much fun. But that—and that's the kind of great thing you get. I mean, whether you, if you cosplay, you, you make you make great friends with each other because you don't you don't know who each other is, but you see, hey, there's a Thor or there's a Spider-Man or or whatever, and and you're like, that's really cool. And then they you can talk about each other's costumes yeah, and how yeah. they made it. And you can, you know, you even understand it because yeah, I, I've been there. I did. I, I've been there. I know how that, how hard that is. So it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You, you learn a lot of different things. It's also nice when Voltron gets mentioned in a big Spider-Man movie too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always helpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like one of the greatest stories too, was right after uh, the, the first Volcon, I, uh, my mom, invited me to my hometown and uh, they were doing a uh, trunk or treat for Halloween. And she said, Hey, bring your Voltron up. It'd be really cool. Everybody'd love to see it. We had probably about 200 people. It was starting to snow. So they actually moved it inside of the church and they had about 200 people come through and there were little kids that were there probably five years old and they knew Voltron. Nice. Let's go here. Yeah. And I'm like, 
wow, hey, you know, you, you tell the dads, it's like, okay, you've raised your kids right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happens now, it's downhill. You've raised your kids right, so you'll be good. <laughs> but um, one of the, probably what I say is the greatest story with this Voltron that I that I've experienced was as as the the night wore down from the trunk or treat. Um, everybody was going home, so I decided, okay, I'll take this thing off. And I kept the blue and yellow's legs on because I didn't have any shoes. But um, I'm walking out the front of the church to take everything out to my car, and there was a girl, must have been. 10 11 and she was at, at one of the seats by the door and she's like oh i knew it and and i looked at her and i was like knew what she's like i knew there was somebody under that <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah you got me there's somebody under that and, and this, this was the greatest thing that when she because the next thing out of her mouth she said thank you and Aww, like, that's like awesome. yeah but i was like you know thank you you know what what you know what did I do? I showed up in this thing. She's like, no, you, you let me get to meet a character that I've always wanted to meet. Oh, That's wow. neat. Wow. And, you know, I just kind of went, you're welcome. And, you know, tried <laughs> to <walk through. laughs> like, oh, right in the fields. Okay. You got it. Um, but that, but that was, you know, that was actually the, the top three moments. It was, that was the top. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't top that. The second moment, was probably when I first walked into the first Volcon, like Pete was describing, yeah. you know, you get that just that initial shot. And then the third was on, on stage at the judging contest when that, when the whole crowd just, you, you know, you get it and it's, it's energizing. It's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. You guys are looking forward to Volcon next year, right? Of course. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I already got my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. I that on the last day i'm like okay I, i'm i i i i uh i picked up the vip already for next year so wow. I, I i'm i'm good to go i mean for them to announce the date <laughs> nice nice so they will be announcing the dates early in 2022 yeah so that's probably around the same time i'm thinking yeah, yeah probably yeah right they tried to yeah Right. So we are looking forward to going back to VoltCon in 2022. And as we had mentioned on our previous podcast with Patrick and Savannah and Kevin, that 2022 is another anniversary year for, for Voltron, right? Yes, it is. Because it's the Rugger anniversary, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah 40. 40. Mm -hmm. So we had, we had Go Lion. We had uh, Voltron Legendary Defender and Voltron Force this 2021. Now in 2022, it's going to be Die Rugger. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, no, I do not have a cosplay going for the Die Rugger. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. I don't even know how I could do that. Well, well actually, I might, I might, non-transformable and probably wouldn't be as hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you want to like start splitting up into fifteen pieces just to make it work. <laughs> as, as you know, uh, Eric, well, as you look at that GX eighty eight, yeah, um, all the flippity flaps and cheats they had to do on just the uh, the pelvis hip vehicle yeah. alone. Yeah, uh, and that's a, and that's not something that someone has to wear. I mean, just right. imagine <laughs> having to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be worth it just to see Pete drool a little bit, you know. But, uh... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, Greg, you already have the plans. Just scale it up a thousand percent. 
I think the great thing about that is that if you had to sneeze, if you're wearing the costume, you could just close the face plates. <laughs> there you sneeze. go. Well, that. Yeah. You can you can make the, the face plate just like partially closed so it covers your mouth and then it's still safe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> in this in this pandemic time, yes. yes. <laughs> oh goodness. I so, still want to see that DDR01 uh mass produced at some point. Yes. Yeah. It's the most beautiful like piece of engineering that you took what we loved about the Panos place, but you made it look decent. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. I, I, one of the things I, I have thought about doing is is like a Panache Lion 2.0, um, because now that my the vehicle Voltron is out of necessity, you know, four or five inches taller than the Lion one, um, it'd be kind of nice to, to blow up the that thing to a similar height and take advantage of that uh to uh you know make the aesthetics a little bit more mm. uh more spot on with the cartoon but uh right now a voltron force version of the robot is uh is at the top of my uh, priority list if i ever have any time <laughs> we'll see yeah and that's going to be a, an amazing piece just because you know the panels you've done um on voltron force at voltcon just that whole center change you know having yeah. each lion being able to become the center it made making toys almost impossible for the tech that was out yeah. at the time yeah, yeah. i mean every yeah. as as i think we can all uh, appreciate every transforming toy of any kind uh, has has to make a lot of uh, compromises because uh, cartoon physics and real world physics are not one and the same. Uh, well, that, <laughs> you know, that was especially funny because Greg and I even had that conversation when I was showing him the uh, the lion statues that I made. Because mm -hmm. you know, when my my Voltron cosplay, the Voltron looks really good, and the lions are kind of uh, you know they okay they turn into the lions. We'll just leave it at that. I just <laughs> I always like to say that um the green looks like a bull terrier and and the yellow and blue kind of look like imperial walkers from star wars but but when when we do the when i did the lion statues i wanted it to make the lions the the premier piece you know i wanted to focus on those looking the best and mm -hmm. even though it combines into voltron and it's a it's a i like the way it looks like voltron but it doesn't exactly look like voltron it, but that's it. but you know you were always giving form for function and function for form we have to make those decisions yep to make it to make the whole piece rounded out and work you're, you're going to make sacrifices yep so, i mean i mean just think of optimus prime in yeah. the, the original cartoon where all of the tires magically disappear and uh they you know everything <laughs> and, and look and look at what uh uh takara was it uh, takara tomi has been doing they've made three masterpiece optimus primes each yeah. of them looks remarkably different from the uh, the previous ones and still you and it's all uh, under the the ultimately hapless goal of making a perfect and cartoon accurate representation of optimus in both modes it can't be done i think they've, they've been very creative about it but you know real world physics right it's it's just not going to jive with uh hand-drawn cartoons when they just simply yeah. all they did was simplify the design to make it look cooler and easier to animate and yeah, that was so. 
that was my personal challenge with the with the Voltron is, you know, okay, I can make like all the other cosplays for Voltron that uh, that all look great, but you know they've all got the lion's legs that's just like the toy. Yeah, and I I I was not happy with that. I want to take another level. If it's going to be Voltron, let's be like in the show. You can't see the lion's legs. That's that was one of my my goals. And you accomplished yeah, that mean, very well. I mean, in, yeah. indeed. And I mean, in, and in the formation of Voltron, literally the lion's legs disappear. They like disappear. There's a flash and they are gone. So, yeah. Yep. Now I take a little bit more than 36 seconds to trans transform. Yeah. Together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're, we're not using a watch when we when we watch you transform. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's amazing, but even the toy upgrades that we're seeing, you know, you can upgrade the uh, the SOC Lion Force. You know, we were all excited to get it, but then we found out that you have to take the legs off of them mm -hmm. to put the things on to make the the upgrade kit. So it's like even with a toy that was done that well, they still haven't even really figured it out. Maybe with uh, the Blitzway coming out, that I think is available yeah. on a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Voltron store it's and a few other places still. Yeah, but that one. I have it. I have it. I have it pre-ordered. Yeah, so do I, and it looks like it's so good. We'll have to see if they actually get all of those features built in, you know. And if this is really like the ultimate cartoon accurate, yeah. Yeah. like Voltron. I want to get that one, but I also enjoy being married. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where tough, I'm at. tough road to hoe, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like. Blitzway, mm. mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happily married, uh, you know, yeah. darn. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm single. Yeah. Yeah, that's Enjoy why it. I'm single. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get to spend money on myself and my dog. <laughs> oh, there you go. You, yeah. Are you getting a Blitzway for your dog? Uh, I I don't think he likes toys at this point. <laughs> he's he's torn up. He's he's the one that destroyed my um Maddie collector black lion box. So oh. I yeah he's oh. he's not gonna be anywhere near yeah those uh toys. Yeah. The the black lion is fine. It's fine, but the box isn't. Yeah, oh, mine God. got a hold so, of um, the. Uh... The yeah, San Diego, San Diego Funko Pop my friend sent me and she's over there on the couch and they're over there on the shelf so she knows better. Yeah. <laughs> like um, this was from the first Volcon, uh, you know, uh, yeah. winning the cosplay contest. Uh, this was this was the prize they gave out was the, the Funko yeah. Pop. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really funny because when uh, they introduced it, uh, Savannah, she's like, Congratulations, you have won you. <laughs> you have won you. That's it. funny. That was great. That's funny. Those guys what? go so far to make it fun. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Can't you can't say enough about it. I mean, because they're yeah. they're truly having fun and they make it they make it so you have fun. And then just there's there's just never a bad time. It's the shortest weekend of the year. It, it really is. And I was telling Kevin, I'm I'm glad that somebody had the guts to step up and do this because, you know, a bunch of us had been talking about, you know, it'd be awesome to get like just an yeah. all Voltcon thing, like me and Mark and Tally and stuff. We were talking about this ten years ago, yeah. and yeah. they stepped up and brought it to fruition. And I mean, it's it's great. It's just great. And and 
I think with what everything's been going on and, and it being such a small con that it was one of the only cons that went on last year. And for us to be able to get to see each other. And I think, you know, even though the ones that didn't make it were there in spirit, but it, you know, being a small con and still being able to go off and with no cases, I mean, that was great. And it just was something we all really needed. Right. Well, and then one thing I could say, you know, for sure is I don't think we could have had anything be put on by better people. No. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know I people agree. that. I don't know anybody better than those those people there. I mean, yeah. you can't even name everybody, but it's Kevin, Patrick, Savannah, Ryan, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Liz. They're they're all they all work so hard yeah. for it, and and it's such a short weekend, and there's no way we could ever show them how much we appreciate it. I mean, obviously, showing up and getting more people to show up. Oh yeah, I, 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 I think. I think the things that you brought to the con have shown your appreciation pretty well there. Eric. <laughs> well, but that, that's for everybody. I mean, you know, that's, well, that's yeah. great thing. cosplay. It, it's not cosplay is not for you. It's, it's for everybody to show off how much of a fan you are, but yet if you can inspire one person to do it, yeah. you know, yeah. My, my brother, he, he's making himself a Mandalorian cosplay Ooh, and nice. yeah. And, well, he was inspired by that. So it's, it's, you know, if you can get one person to try it, you, you know, most people say, well, I'm not going to be very good at it. Who cares? It's not about whether you're good or not. It's, it's, you know, put something on, cover your face. Nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. When you, when your face is covered, you're an entirely different yeah. person. Yeah. Exactly. Even if everybody uh, knows it, who you are. Yeah. And it's funny because like I used to do a lot of face character um, cosplays. So you, you actually see my face. But when I started doing cosplay that had masks or I wore a helmet, I tend to, tended to be more open and more interactive with people because I hate, I hate seeing my face. I literally hate being on camera. So it's very unusual for me to be in front of a camera. But when I'm in a costume that covers my face, I'm I'm way more like, hey, let's do things. Or, yeah, you can take a picture. Because I don't care what I look like. I'm wearing something that's covering my face. If it brings happiness to people, I'm like, hey, go for it, you know? <laughs> well, that, that's like, um, you know, the Shake Ups always invite me every year now to uh, have a cameo for one of their songs up on stage. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, go ahead. Have fun. Well, you know, just dance around a little bit. I would never do that just being me yeah you know and it is me but it's not yeah you know where you're yeah. not passing passing my sword off to other other kids letting them do whatever and you know that's that's just fun to do you can try to get everybody involved so it makes you wonder what like being a, a mascot of a college campus would be like you know just <laughs> trying to get everybody going it, it, you just have all kinds of fun with it because nobody knows who you are yeah. so you can do whatever yeah so we we've been having a lot of fun talking about this. We could go all night. I, yeah. I oh yes. Kid you That's not, true. we could go all night, and I'd be okay with that. But I, I do want to wrap this up with a a, a couple of things for the podcast. Uh, we we talked a lot about Voltcon and everything, and everybody had a great time. And I, obviously, if you haven't gone to Voltcon yet, you should go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 And what's cool is, you know, the 2022 will be uh, the fourth year. Um, so this, this con is growing. There's a lot more fans to, than the first year and the second year. So 
please attend. And again, we are all family. We love to talk about um, Voltron. We even talk about other anime um, and if anything that's tied to Voltron. So even the old school um, uh, Sentai, even Power Rangers. We'll talk about Power Rangers because I'm a huge fan too. Uh, but I'll talk about the Sentai they, they originated from. Um, if you like Robotech, we talk a lot about Robotech too. Because, you know, Robotech came up around the same time as Voltron. So kind of tangentially tied to each other and we can't forget the Voltron Robotech crossover that happened too so, nice. so um you know and Transformers had played a big part growing up too if it's if it's robots you know we'll we'll, we'll gladly talk to you about it and um you know if you're if you're new to the if you're new to Voltron welcome we gladly accept you into our family yeah. um and you have now two generations of uh, fans to speak to. So, um, yeah, pick our brains. Some of us have been it from the beginning, and some of them are being introduced because their parents were introduced to it. So, yeah. And yeah. we're always looking for weird cousins and that weird creepy uncle. So yeah. put your applications in, yeah. and we're doing interviews at, at <laughs> Volcon for new family members. So there you go. be shy. And you yeah, can find Volcon on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And through Volcon, and also through the eight, you know, we're celebrating the eighth anniversary here too of the Let's Voltron podcast. I've learned so much about voice actors, finding yeah. out that like Peter Cullen, Neil Ross, Michael Bell, BJ Ward, you know, were the voices of my childhood. And, yeah. you know, I've they, kind of taken it, you know, it. Kyle and I are big toy collectors. And I know now I have a whole shelf of like Neil Ross characters. Oh, neat. So just the things Very you cool. learn and, you know, expanding beyond just Voltron and learning to even appreciate Voltron even more by learning more about it. It's just great. And I encourage everyone to, you know, come out in 2022 and, you know, make new friends. Just have fun. Dude, I never knew you and Kyle collected toys. Yeah, you, you'd never know. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't tell. Can't tell. Can't tell at all. Yeah. But it's, and as the one newcomer in the group, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. put in it's never too late. Seriously. Never. No. So I, I just wanted to ask you guys, is, is there anything you wanted to ask uh, Greg and I about, you know, what's going to go on with the podcast? What is going to go on with the podcast <laughs> now that we're in year number well, eight? What what, what surprises are we expecting do you have new guests? Are, are we going to expect some new news? Oh, well, you know, I, I have no control over the news that happens to Voltron, <laughs> okay? So I am I am not uh, a part of that, but I am definitely close to some people who might know those some of those things. So, you know, we obviously are hoping about, you know, more new Voltron coming in the future. Everybody's hopeful for that, right? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. As long as it's not Michael Bay directed. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> But, but I know there's a lot of uh, anxious fans out there and there's a lot of people who are either patient or unpatient. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of these things, especially with everything that happened with COVID and the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, stretching things out over years uh, where, you know, people had been working on projects and then all of a sudden COVID hit and now, now they have to try to get everything back together again. Uh, I don't know if you were talking, uh, but that that film Red Notice, yeah, Red Notice that was on Netflix, yeah, that had had been you know in full production, 
and then COVID hit and then everybody had to go home. And then you had to bring everybody back to do this all over again. That's expensive. And mm-hmm. yeah. also what they realized when they brought everybody back was that they were going to have to trade out some, some shots that they were not planning on doing special effects on to now they're going to be doing special effects on those shots. And they had originally like 400 shots that were going to be special effects shots. And now they had over 1,200. Mm-hmm. And that's expensive. So when you think about all that, and, and now Red Notice is the, the most watched film on Netflix ever. Okay, so it, it can still work out, okay? It's just, you, you gotta give it the time it needs. So yeah. that's something we're hoping for, you know, when it comes to Voltron, that they get the time that it needs and then it, it officially gets released. So that's, that's yeah. what we're really hoping for. Well, now, I, think we I have no push- idea about anything right now. <laughs> I think we ought to push for certain podcasters to be a cameo in the movie if it, if it ever comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think podcasting is a, is a profession that they have out in space right now. Well, you know, <laughs> communication officers, though. Yeah. Well, you know, they did have oh, mail yeah. carriers in uh, Vehicle Voltron. Remember uh, the yeah. physical letters that they yeah. got? So, and that was in space. So, you know. <laughs> I will say, though, that when Bob was talking about the movie, and uh, somebody mentioned, how about all the attendees from VoltCon get to be in the background? And he said, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Right. I can there be a spin double. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I live in LA, so if they start filming in this area, I'm like close by. <laughs> What's that address again, Danny? I'm coming to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'll put in for the, uh, when they do a sci-fi ripoff, I'll be the Voltron for the star of the sh- when they put it together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the uh, you like, doing some robot chicken stuff with uh, your yeah. cosplay. You could, yeah, yeah, like you, you could be in the uh, the knockoff Lionbot movie. What do you think? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Direct have a diamond belt though. Oh, yeah, there you go. There, there we go. I can change it. That's fine. No, whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Pete, Kyle, I keep seeing you guys and Danny too sometimes talking about all those variants of the knockoffs of the Popey Bondi yeah. matchbox. Oh, yeah. It's like, it just makes my head spin. All those different variations. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, on top of that, and then when yeah. Nancy weighs in too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, wow. I mean, it's amazing. I see Voltron. You guys see whatever it's oh yeah that was the fifth version of the second coming <laughs> the third generation <laughs> okay <laughs> well, just the one that kyle just held up has three different versions of it that, seriously uh, yeah wow and uh it's the only voltron that's been made that can do the four lion head attack seriously yeah, yeah. i yeah. didn't know there was yeah, one of that size blue and yellow yeah. wow okay you got you got Greg doing the high notes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, anyway, well, here's a here's a feature one. you've probably never seen before on a Voltron. Let's see here. There we go. Yeah, see. That's mm-hmm. neat. My cosplay can do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like shoe. It's just a shoe, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Voltron's feet smell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Hey, I, I do have to bring up one other moment about your your high Greg with the high pit high moment uh, was when all that uh, information got released from that was on the uh, um, that uh, Tiffany brought from, from oh yes Friday night yeah, yeah all all the all the the scripts and everything oh, yeah. pictures yeah I mean. That was kid in a candy shop for Greg. It was amazing. Oh yeah, and uh, Shannon as well. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was something. Um, I would love to. Uh, I would love to be asked to go to Web Studio or the Web offices and clean their closets. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> Just... the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, the first year of uh, Voltron. When uh, when Bob brought those 3D printed maquettes from Voltron Force yeah. to Ron Display at San Diego yeah. Comic Con, yes. you know, he, he just brought those on a whim, thinking probably nobody's going to be interested in them. Whatever, that was like the I, highlight of my I day. Know. People got swarmed. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm like, can 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 we take a 3D scan, please? So, yeah. you know yeah. it's like whose arm do i have to break to make out of here a blue lion you know yeah, right yeah. <laughs> you guys you guys would be going into web's offices like indiana jones and coming out with the ark of the covenant <laughs> yeah uh, probably <laughs> trip. i think some of us might have uh, uh geek caves that look kind of like the warehouse at the end of raiders of the lost ark <laughs> Yeah, I can see a couple candidates uh, on the screen right now maybe two or yeah. three people <laughs> them boys maybe. over there I literally, I literally have a storage unit with just all my toys in it because there's, nice. there's no way every one of it in my house. I mean, I have I have toys dating back from when I was growing up, so like the original G1 Transformers. Wow. But um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of my stuff are in storage because I just don't have the room, and I'm I'm still collecting. So oh gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, like um, all my toys, is yeah. I, I was a kid. And then I have a 13 year old brother. So when he was born, he got them. So, you know, yeah. that didn't, not many survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just lucky I didn't have to have anybody younger than me take my stuff. Me and my sister are the same age. So, you know, we're good. <laughs> we shared everything. My sister so, and I were, were, were pretty civil with, with ours. Yeah. Um, again, also close in age, but. At the end of the day, she wound up with all the larger stuff, the Castle of Lions, the gem playsets, if you yeah. want to go there, all that, because she has a house and I have an apartment. So, but it's all okay. I've got a few here that works for me. So we, we could uh, really use some more new Voltron stuff in 2022. Definitely, couldn't we? We have room, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. We yeah, always have room. Yeah. Can we just make a little room? Yeah, I think we could carve time from our, from our busy schedules to watch new Voltron. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes. we will be on the lookout for any news coming for Voltron. We'll be on the lookout for any new merch coming for Voltron. Yeah. And, and we're definitely going to be on the lookout for anybody else that we haven't interviewed yet that we can interview on the podcast. So we have finished recording uh, an interview that will be released after this recording. So you guys haven't heard it yet, but before this, this uh, podcast is, is released, and uh, we interviewed Paul Vitello uh, from Voltron Defender of the Universe, who did the stereo sound effects. Oh, and uh, it was an amazing, amazing interview. Very insightful to learn more about how stereo was done back in the day before standards uh, for such things. And uh, he was very insightful and, and just a blast to talk to. So. Yeah, and he gave us some more insight on Peter Keefe, too, which we hadn't really gotten you know, yeah. since he passed away back in 2010. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this was one of the people that were, worked very closely with him, even after mm-hmm. all of the Voltron stuff was done many, many years. Right. Yeah. He, he maintained a, a very close friendship with Peter Keefe uh, yep. from beginning around the time of Voltron up until uh, uh, Peter's passing. So uh, pretty neat to hear. Yep. We're also looking forward to doing more uh, episode reviews in 2022. So we, we're still continuing on with the Voltron Force. Yeah, maybe we'll finish it next year. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so well, is there anything in particular? Your guys' reviews of it make the seasons longer, so it makes the show longer. That's, <laughs> is there anything in particular you guys would want to see on the podcast? <laughs> what haven't you covered? Uh, toy reviews. Yeah. Oh, toy reviews. <laughs> Thinking yeah, the like, Blitzway with that coming out, talking to some people from the some people who were involved with designing the Blitzway or others yeah. that are, you know coming out. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. I it's it's tough to track down people who design merchandise. Um, I have been trying on and off for years to try to find people who worked, for example, at Panache Place back in the day. Um, yeah. I, I had interviewed, I, I actually, way before the podcast, uh, I did find the contact info for, I'm going to forget her name, Allison, what is her name? She developed the Blythe dolls in the 1970s. Um, she passed away fairly recently, but um, she was the sculptor of most of the Voltron Force pilot action figures from Panache Place when she was working at Marvel Glass and Associates in Chicago. Um, And um, I had a great phone conversation with her many years ago, did not record it, um, unfortunately, but uh, that was fun. It's very, in general, very hard to track down people who work on merchandise past or present, uh, but that would be a blast. I had tried recently to contact somebody from either Blitzway or 5 Pro or Carbotics you know, to try to get that going and, and haven't heard anything back. Um, back when the Sideshow Collectibles Voltron came out, you know, the big one? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I tried several times through the, all of their marketing people to try to get something going, and we never got it going. I think it'd be interesting to see about how many times when they go to design a, a, a toy, uh, how many designs they have to go through. Like, yeah. How- Oh, how many steps does it take to to fail before you finally get that one moment? Oh, yeah. Toy design is amazing for so many reasons, especially now in the data warehouse driven, uh, you know, retail industry that we live in today. I mean, if you ever look around in the Barbie section of, of the toy departments these days and look at how many of their little uh, play environments for Barbie are so ridiculously shallow because they've got to fit so many units in a shipping box mm-hmm. or so many units in a certain, you know, a certain amount of uh, foot space on, on, in, a, in a store display. Um, and, you, and, and, and when you're aware that those kinds of displays, those planograms are, are done, you can kind of see, oh, I see why they made those design choices. It's really weird. Um, real quick, um, and the lady I was speaking of, her name was Allison Katzman. Uh, she passed away last year in 2020, but she had invented the Blythe dolls, and, which are very popular in Japan, I'm told, um, to this day. Uh, but she also uh, sculpted most of the uh, the Voltron Force pilots from Panache Place. So there you go. Well, I'd, I'd have to say the best situation that we had was with Lego. And it was because oh, yeah. 
we had had Lendi Tayag on the, the yeah. podcast a few times, you know, even yeah. before it was released. And then the Lego people actually reached out to us huh. and, it, and invited us to come to their booth at San Diego Comic-Con. And we had an interview with the designer and, you know, the, the, the program director and everything. And uh, we were doing it right at the, at the booth and everything. So uh, it was amazing. It was just amazing yeah. the way uh, Lego handled the whole thing. We, we were very impressed. That's cool. I know for me, I have so many Voltrons. I'd love to see some sort of HasLab for a Robeast or for a line of pilots. So we have something yeah. different than just, you know, companies keep re-releasing the same Lion Force right. robot. You know, I mean, we haven't had a good Robeast. We haven't had Mm-hmm. We've had a few lines of figures, but even the the VLD ones didn't get finished. I love the Maddie collector figures, yeah. but I would love to have like a Zarkon and Hagar mm-hmm. from that. Hagar. A properly yeah. scaled Zarkon would be amazing. Yeah. When you see him uh-huh. fighting Lotor in Defender of the yeah. Universe, the guy, the, a figure in three and three quarter inch scale would probably be about as tall as a Mego doll, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, we would definitely want more of the characters. And then more of the characters that we didn't see in the previous releases. So, yeah. Robeasts, uh, villains. Uh, Koran. Yeah, exactly. Koran, Nanny. Yeah, space all mice! Space, space mice! Space <laughs> I want the space mice robot. A new update on the Castle of Lions where you can actually put the figures in the tunnel that they can go slide down to the uh their shuttles go to the lines yeah. Yeah, that would be one oh. heck of a big castle playset. yeah <laughs> well yeah but i mean if you want to wish <laughs> yeah i i blocked i blocked out a stellarship explorer in my head and 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 some doodles that would be mm. scaled with my panache place uh voltron force uh, you know the vehicle voltron thing and uh just to accommodate one of the three teams where the vehicles move around that that spindle in the hangar uh, the thing would just be huge and, and blowing it up and thinking about it lengthwise, uh, just ridiculous. But fun to have another about. USS flag. There you go. Yeah. It'd be about oh, that big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're really looking forward to 2022, especially for Volcon towards the end of 2022 in, in October. But uh, we're just looking for any, any kind of new things that are coming out for Voltron in 2022. It'd be really special. Yep. And of course, we want to thank you guys for joining us on Let's Voltron, the official Voltron podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Indeed. Thanks, Thanks very much. Us. It's Great it's always fun all. hanging out with you guys. It is. Yep. And I wanna I wanna extend a good thank you to Pete for getting me <laughs> my replacement. <laughs> um Thanks to my work, losing my original, he was able to get this together for me. So thank you, Pete. <laughs> well done. Very You're well, welcome, Danny Pete. was happy to do it. Pete's yeah, the underground uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, thank you to all of you guys because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a little island girl that never would think to that I'd be here with amongst other Voltron fans and enjoying and celebrating everything that's Voltron. So toys the media everything and your the podcast you know without your podcast i wouldn't have known about voltron force or um voltron legendary defenders so it, it works out so um 
yeah, I, I mean, everything came together and um, with, with you guys, I, I have another family um, that I can enjoy the series with. Cool. I have you to come never... up right behind that too. When I started my interest as a teenager, I had no idea what would open up for me over the next 35 years, let alone even the last 25. And I'd work professionally a lot in animation, but my life had taken some twists and I never at that point thought I was going to get back anywhere near anything. And with Mark and Greg reaching out to me, not only did I come back to something I love through this podcast, as I said earlier, I've, I came to meet other people with the same interests and getting to meet so many of you listeners, as well as the people I'm talking to right now, this year alone has been so encouraging for me. And I can't thank all of you enough for being part of my life. That really is special to me. All of you. Thank Happy you to be here. For the kind Thanks. words. And, uh, <laughs> The feeling is mutual for each and every one of you. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thank you for all you guys do. No problem. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I want to. I know just real quick. I want to welcome Eric to the What's Voltron podcast. Oh, thank you. Yes, because yes. this is his first time, and I'm glad to finally he got to get on and hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we. We are going to have you back on sometime, Eric, to talk Fantastic. specifically about your creations. Uh, we, we, we spoke a bit about them uh, just now, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll have you back. <laughs> yeah, what, what a lot of you guys didn't, didn't hear is when uh, I gave the uh, Volcoms to Mark and Greg, I said, you know, we might consider this a little bribe, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, you did, because you I was sitting at the table. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't, I don't think they need that. You, you, perfect yeah have him back have him yeah. back you know, it's you know just knowing everybody i mean it's yeah. it's fantastic you know you can't i can't see you guys every day but it doesn't mean i don't think yeah. about you guys every day um it's you see something and be like man i bet tara would love that or oh i wonder how many of those pete has or you know it's just <laughs> you know you just you got to think about it and you know that's that's the great thing about about this con i mean it brought all of us together yeah and that was another reason with this the memorial that i made for ted is without him we wouldn't be together no indeed that's you right. know that's that was you know that's that's the words that i wanted to put into that without being able to say it and i hopefully that expressed that i think it did um but you know having having everybody sign it was the other reason to to tell bob that hey you know we're we're here because of you this is this is you are us and we are you better words were never spoken about that topic that is awesome thank yeah. you eric yeah so we'll see you all next time on let's, let's